0: This episode of Horror Movie Talk brought to you by Two Schlubby Guys Podcast. Ready for just another podcast? Excited about supporting your friends through their pseudo intellectual garbage? Ready to help needy guys feed their egos? Check out Two Schlubby Guys on Google or iTunes today. Hello, and welcome to Horror Movie Talk, an opinionated and accidentally funny horror movie review show. Your schlubby hosts each week are Bryce Hansen, the cool collected nihilist, and David Day, a being of transcendent light. New theatrical releases always get priority, but we also review older horror movies, both good and horrible. I'm David Day. I'm Bryce Hansen. Top of the show, we're going to plug the website. You guys should check us out at horrormovietalk.com. That's where uh all our stuff is. It's where we live our lives on mostly on weekends, but um
1: <laughs> but throughout the day when we don't want to work.
0: Yeah. And uh <laughs> and you know, check us out on social media. We're pretty active on Twitter. We need to start taking pictures. We should take a picture right now oh, God. <laughs> to post to Facebook <laughs> so that everybody uh so that we can engage our audience cuz Facebook really seems to want us to do that a lot.
1: And see how how uh messy my hair is oh boy
0: yeah oh we're gonna get a sexy like he's kind of he's he's kind of like tousled you know so hey hey baby we're we're posing yeah okay uh we post every wednesday so uh check us out on wednesday subscribe leave a review on itunes or the um you know the podcast thingy of your choice uh, we just joined the Amazon Associates program so you know th- we know it's the holidays we, you know you're going to be you, you know you're going to be going to Amazon buying some stuff last minute style so just go ahead and click through our site horrormovietalk.com there's a link at the top of the site click through that link and then buy whatever you're going to buy on Amazon and you'll be helping the podcast out you'll be supporting the podcast doing good uh, during the Christmas season um, so so you know click through our link on Amazon also, uh check us at, or uh, check out Shutter, the horror movie streaming platform, similar to Netflix, but it's called Shutter, S H U D D E R. And if you enter HMT at checkout, you get 30 day free trial of Shutter to check out all the crazy cool releases um and exclusives on there. They got Texas Chainsaw Massacre, they got a bunch of the Halloweens they got um, Mandy is an exclusive that you can only watch on there. So check out Shudder uh, and enter HMT. That's Horror Movie Talk HMT at checkout and get 30 day free subscription to Shudder. Today we're talking about Gremlins, which is the, the horror movie of Christmas. Um, we'll start out by giving a review of our and our score for the movie. We score on a scale of 1 to 10, 1 being horrible, 10 being fantastic, and 5 being just totally average. So, um, yeah, so that's how our scoring works. Let me turn the page and wash my hands. Later in this episode, we will be doing taglines and a new game. So, um, taglines is a game where we make up Uh, taglines for the movie and gremlins is a hard movie to make taglines for so stick around to listen (laughs) to (laughs) the train wreck that is horror or or, that is taglines for gremlins also i made up a new game and it's the rotten tomatoes game <laughs> <laughs> and by made up, I mean stole. stole. <laughs> uh, I stole this from a podcast that uh, that I listen to fairly frequently, but not so much anymore. Uh, the Adam Carolla Show, which is. I don't think people know what The Adam Carolla Show is. You don't think people know what The Adam Carolla Show is? Are you serious? No, I'm I, being sarcastic. Okay, all right. You're being so coy. It's like one of the top podcasts. It is, but I mean. I don't know if if you're listening to a to us, mm-hmm. do you, are you a big fan of Adam Kroll? Maybe you are. I don't know. It's likely. It it yeah. It is likely, but
1: maybe not. I've Listen mean, to this show. I don't know if you've heard of it. It's called. It's by a comedian. His name's Joe Rogan. Look, there's a big difference between
0: <laughs> yeah. But anyway, yeah. So, uh, Rotten Rotten Tomatoes game is a game where I pit two movies against each other for their Rotten Tomato score, and Bryce has to guess which one has the higher score on Rotten Tomatoes. Okay, so slightly different. It than is a Carola's different game version.
1: Yeah, it is much different. Corolla's is version. guessing the actual score,
0: right? In this, I can't do that really because there's not a panel. We it's only you and me, right? And I know the answers, right? So it, that wouldn't work. Yeah. So, thanks again for listening, and let's get into the show. We saw Gremlins. I watched it on Amazon. I rented it on Amazon. Where did you watch it? Google Play. Google Play. It is, th- those are. Those are the... I think it's probably also available on iTunes. It is a prolific movie that everyone yeah. watches on Christmas, if you're a horror movie fan. And it's just kind of a fun movie overall. So, let's play that trailer.
2: Steven Spielberg presents gremlins Billy Pelser has a nice home
3: Billy is that you? yeah mom, it's me
2: a nice job a nice girl if you're not doing anything this Thursday night, maybe you'd like to uh, go out on a date with me? I'd love to. And loving parents who are about to give him... You're gonna like this. No, 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 don't shake it. We're gonna have to open it now. We'll wait till Christmas. The most unusual gift he ever got. What is it? No. It's your new pet. Come on, Bonnie, be a good dog. My dad gave it to me. But there are a few things to keep in mind... If you expose it to the light, you may hurt it. If you get it wet, it will multiply. All that from water? They got wet? <laughs> yeah, plain water. And most important, no matter how much they beg, never, never let them eat after midnight. Because when they do, they change. Yeah! <laughs> <Rafe.
1: laughs>
2: They become clever. (coughs) Mischievous. What's going on here? And dangerous. Semblance, huh? Little monsters. Right. Hundreds of them. Well, I, I don't know, maybe thousands.
3: They've been here too. What are these things? Where do they come from? Look, I know it sounds crazy.
2: I know. But in a few hours, you're going to have a major disaster on your hands. (laughs) Gremlins. Directed by Joe Dante. They'll be expecting you.
0: Yeah, that's a great movie. Gremlins is... Yeah, it, it, it... If you don't know what Gremlins is about, what the fuck have you been doing with your life? <laughs> Honestly, I I I would be very impressed if anybody hadn't seen this movie. This is, it's not quite, so I've had a few situations in my life where I've talked to people and learned that they have never seen Star Wars. And, you know, we're talking about like 30 year old people and I'll be like, what the fuck? You know, <laughs> how, how did you do that? It seems like it seems like you'd have to live a life of dodging Star Wars not to see Star Wars. And while Gremlins is not quite that level, it's pretty it's not far away. As far as like a
1: definitive mass market 80s movie, Gremlins is got to be on the top 10. Basically, yeah, it's like Goonies and Gremlins. It's a Spielberg produced movie,
0: so right. it's not like it's a niche thing. Yeah, no, it's, I mean, have you seen Jaws? No? Okay, <laughs> what are you doing? Like, go see that. You, you need to go see that. Right. It's about a mogwai in a sleepy little town of Kingston Falls uh, that wakes up to a very unusual Christmas day. <laughs> <laughs> it's single-handedly responsible for a huge section of horror Uh, that's super campy and now basically known as, I mean, I think it's basically known as Gremlin Knockoffs. Would that be fair to say? Is there a a subtitle that you can think of that would fit it better? No, I think,
1: yeah, it's it's kind of its own subgenre.
0: Yeah. Here is a list of Gremlin knockoff movies and franchises. So you got Troll, and there's a couple of those. You got Critters, that's a a well-known gremlins knockoff. Mm-hmm. Um I didn't on this I didn't actually include uh ghoulies. I did not include ghoulies cuz ghoulies came out a little bit before gremlins. Really? Yeah. A, wow. Uh, so at least the same gremlins year, is a ghoulies knockoff, really? Uh I'm not I don't quote me on that 100%. <laughs> I'm not sure so gremlins came out I think on June 8th of 1984. Which is ironic because it's a, it's set in Christmas. It's a very Christmassy kind of movie. Mm-hmm. It was released against what was it released against? Uh,
1: Ghostbusters and
0: Raiders of the Lost Ark.
1: Raiders of the Lost Ark was playing. I'm not sure it re- was released on the same day, but it was also playing at the time, right it, during that season.
0: Right. So, um, I think it's Warner Brothers. Uh, saw that there, you know, they needed. The- yeah, they didn't have a big budget
1: movie going up against Ghost those Oster. other two
0: studios. Yeah, and so they rushed production of this, and they released it early, and uh, and so we got Gremlins in early summer of 1984, and and so I don't know, I don't know when Ghoulies came out exactly. I did look, and it is a 1984 movie. So if it did come out, it was almost in tandem with gremlins other knockoff gremlin knockoffs include and leprechaun eh, that may be, there's some argument to be had there cat's eye well the, if you're putting leprechaun on there that's like you should put child's play on there see now that's where i draw a distinction right because child's play is while similar is the toy horror movie thing which, it, which does have its own distinct, like, there are a bunch of toy horror movies, right? So there's, like, Puppet Master, and there's um, Dolls, and there's Child's Play, and there's, there's a bunch of, of horror movies about toys. Weird. So Ghoulies, it says
1: it was 1984, but the release date on IMDb is January 1985. Oh, interesting. So I wonder if it came out on video... It would First. make sense
0: if Ghoulies was a direct-to-video, even even in the mid '80s. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Munchies—that's a—that's a a very similar, almost exactly similar <laughs> movie. <laughs> Just reading ahead, some of these: The babes. Gate, Hobgoblins. <laughs> Here's the one you're laughing at: Sorority Babes in the Slime Ball Bolorama, Beasties, Elves, The Brood, so Gremlins substantially influenced the horror genre to uh to the tune of a lot of knockoffs and um and I gave it an 8 out of 10.
1: Yeah, I'd give it I give it a 9. You would give it a 9. A 9 or a 10? I mean like t- it yeah, I mean I wouldn't I wouldn't shy around shy away from 10 because it's gremlins. You're not wrong. And it's it's a widely accepted some people probably don't even consider it a horror movie it's just it's gremlins you know it's it's iconic in so many different ways um this and i think the only thing holding it back is like um no i don't know it's 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 pretty perfect it's pretty perfect
0: uh, I yeah I could be I could be um, talked into a nine. I don't think it's it's a ten on my on my scale. Yeah, but uh, but it's definitely high up there. If you haven't seen it, you should definitely check it out. <laughs> and what are you doing? <laughs> um, so with that, we're going to get into spoilers um, because you can't really talk about Gremlins without giving away a lot. <laughs> Gremlins is an iconic movie in a lot of ways. First of all, it's got Steven Spielberg stink all over it. Uh, Despite being directed by Joe Dante, uh, Steven Spielberg is the executive producer. And an interesting thing about Bryce is he loves Steven Spielberg and Steven Spielberg movies. And uh, because he was the executive producer on this, I bet Bryce has some very worthwhile takes on this movie. Yeah, man, I don't, I don't subscribe to
1: the hipster dogma of, oh, Steven Spielberg is a hack. Like he's played out. He's so safe. It's like uh, he makes some of the greatest movies that have ever been made. Yeah, and he's never made a bad movie. I can't think of one movie that I would label as bad.
0: Yeah, I, like, I mean, I, you'd have you'd have to dig into his IMDb. It, it would
1: be hard to find one that's average. Yeah, like, yeah,
0: they're all they're all hits for like the most
1: even, part. Even even executive produced, like he's he has such a high quality around his name that it's it's really astounding. Yeah, it's kind of disgusting how good he is. Yeah, this this movie it's uh it's got a very strong Spielbergian feel to it, even though it's a different director, and it's kind of like Poltergeist in that it has a Spielberg didn't direct it but obviously he had a lot of input on
0: it. Yeah, he was he was there every day. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, Poltergeist was directed by the same guy that did Chainsaw Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Toby Hooper. Really? Like does that look like a Toby Hooper movie? No. no. It's it's a Steven yep. Spielberg movie. Yeah.
0: So, I wonder what that I wonder what that does mean about um uh an executive producer credit for Steven Spielberg on movies. Like what I'd be super interested to maybe not interested enough for me to actually go in and do this homework, but I'd be very interested for you to go in and do this homework <laughs> uh, of, of actually like taking a look at the, the production like, and then and, and how, how in, intertwined he was in all these movies that he executive produces.
1: Yeah. I mean in this, I, I read some of the trivia around gremlins and, I mean, there's a couple things that he disagreed with yeah. that he just let Joe Dante um, it felt like have, his, have his creative vision on it. And it's it's the stuff that kind of makes Gremlins great. Yeah. That it, it's a real good sign of an artist to recognize it's not what I would do, but this is your vision and trusting them in certain areas. Not There's probably areas where um, he stepped in and made sure that the project didn't shoot itself in the foot. Yeah. So this this movie was written by Christopher Columbus. <laughs> Who um, sailed the ocean blue. <laughs> so Christopher Columbus, um, I mean, he's he's got a lot of great movies to his name. Um, I mean, he did Home Alone. That's oh, that's where his, his biggest fame is from, Home Alone. He did the first Harry Potter movie. Oh, wow. was directed by Christopher Columbus. The but, best Harry Potter movie. But this is one of his first real projects that he got his name out for and didn't really receive much recognition for it, but he was the writer of this story. Um, and a couple of the reading in the trivia for an IMDB, a couple of the choices that he made would have been very bad for this movie, which was number one, the gremlins who
0: Christopher Columbus. Yeah.
1: So this is one of those instances that I think, uh, the studio and or Steven Spielberg stepped in and just said, "No, that's too much." There is a reason I am here, and it's to stop you from doing this. So the in the original script, it had the gremlins killing Billy's or what is his name? Is it Billy? Yeah, Billy Peltzer. Billy Peltzer has him killing Billy Pet- Peltzer's dog, killing his dog and mother. They they had the gremlins beheading Billy Pet- Peltzer's mother and bowling her head down the stairway. Yeah. Now this, that bo- <laughs> does not fit in the Gremlins movie. <laughs> and, then, and I'm sure Steven Spielberg came in and just like, maybe we, maybe we don't do that. And I'm sure Joe Dante felt that too. Cause he had a pretty specific vision. Let's dim this it. down a shade.
0: Yeah. 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 Um, so for anyone who m- miraculously dodged watching Gremlins for their entire life, uh, I'm looking at you, Adrian, probably, uh, and it's a story about a uh, a, a man who th- th- okay so this movie starts out in one of my very favorite ways which is in a bustling <laughs> in a bustling set uh depicting Chinatown with lots of people and it's just oh it's it's life it's life uh, on fire you know it's uh-huh. it's just there's tons of people and there's lots of action and it's all crowded and it just feels... Lots of sailors getting laid by hookers. Lots of sailors getting laid by, taking hookers to uh, to hotels. Yeah. And uh, where a young a, a young Chinese boy leads Randall Peltzer, uh, uh, played by Hoyt Axton, down into his grandfather's shop of Asian artifacts. And Randall Peltzer has an interesting uh, through line in this movie in that he is a shitty inventor, unless you count creating inventions that kill gremlins well. And... <laughs> And uh, down in this in this uh, little Asian artifact shop, uh, he meets Mr. Wing, who is a Chinaman with a dead eye, Uh, (laughs) a very offensively stereotypical old Asian man with a Fu Manchu. And yeah.
1: Yeah, it's almost anachronistic to call him Asian. I mean, really, honestly, he should be called Oriental
0: right yeah it's (laughs) It's so
1: offensive (laughs) the portrayal it's like all right this is by this is like if arthur conan doyle yeah described this person yeah
0: and yeah and and there's a lot of very steven spielberg feeling things going on in this right a lot of uh Indiana Jones esque mm-hmm. sort of stuff. The kid there's a little Asian a little Chinese kid wearing a New York Yankees hat. Yeah, short stack. Yeah, Short Stack is basically in this movie. And uh, you know, the, the Randall Peltzer walks into this shop and he oh, there's just mysteries upon mysteries in this shop. Ancient history that you can buy. And uh and then there's the the Chinaman with the dead eye. <laughs> you know, so it's kinda it's um and within this shop, Randall Peltzer finds the Mogwai, right? He finds Gizmo. Or uh, he, it's not named Gizmo. It's named uh, Mogwai. Which, interesting fact, Mogwai in Cantonese means uh, devil or demon or gremlin. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so Mr. Peltzer makes an offer for for the Mogwai for, of 100 bucks. The grandpa turns it down. Mr. Wing turns it down and he's like 200 bucks and the kid is like oh 200 bucks that's more money than i've ever seen in my life and 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 mr Wayne's like no you you can't handle the Mogwai. it's not for sale it's not for sale and uh and then uh the kid's like yeah, just get out of here and i'll give you the Mogwai. you know i <laughs> just you know we'll we'll make a trade Give short stack a little sugar. Yeah, give a stack. So he meets him outside. He gives him he gives him the the box containing the mogwai, a cute little fuzzy animal, and uh, and then and then he gives him three rules to follow. He says, you know, keep them out of light. They you can't. You heard it in the trailer. Keep them out of the light. They can't stand light, especially sunlight. Sunlight will kill them. No, this is very important. These mm-hmm. rules, this is very important to the movie. They, also, they, they
1: only say it like five times. Yeah, right.
0: Specifically in the movie.
1: Yeah, it's great. Everyone remember, no sunlight because it'll kill them.
0: No water. Don't get them wet. Not going to tell you why. And don't feed them after whatever you do. Don't feed them after midnight, for sure. So super tropey. You know, it's like set up rules.
1: So as expected, they keep all those rules and everything works out
0: fine. And yeah, and Billy Peltzer gets a nice little mogwai and then and then they have a nice Christmas mm-hmm. and they and they open up their presents. He teaches them how to sing Christmas carols. Yeah, because he's a good singer. Mm-hmm. Mogwai is a good Does singer. little dance and they take him on the road. The end. Let's so <laughs> so all those rules eventually get broken. And then you end up with gremlins. And this is how you get gremlins. And so let's talk about feeding after midnight. There's a lot of tropes going on in this movie. This movie is basically one gigantic walking trope, and it's what makes it so fun and funny.
1: Yeah, it's it's one of those things that can only exist in movies. Right. The movie, movie logic of don't feed them after midnight. Uh, what time zone? Yeah. Midnight. Don't feed them after midnight. But it's
0: midnight somewhere right now. Yeah, but don't feed them after that. The
1: exact moment when it's the darkest midnight, when the clock says midnight. Don't overthink it. Right. As long as the clock is working. What if our clocks aren't all... (laughs) Like, what if they're not all... Don't feed them after midnight. Oh. What did I just say? Well, so, like, what about... I already told you. Don't well, but, feed them after midnight. But daylight. You're not gonna want to feed them after midnight. Some
0: I, there's a really weird time warp thing. No that, food what? after midnight. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So so that's one of these ones that gets harped on in this movie. I think in in the second movie, <laughs> which is a fucking shit show. It's also hilarious. You know um, what's what's funny.
1: Joe Dante Dante likes likes... the
0: second movie better than the first. Yes, which is astounding. He's on record. the The director of arguably one of the most notable horror movies ever made likes the second movie, the train wreck of a second movie, more than he likes his own work. Well, didn't he directed the second
1: movie? No way, did he? I mean if anything that shows you I wonder if Spielberg had anything to do with the second movie. On
0: that second movie, it was his um it was his Mexican counterpart, Señor Spielbergo. <laughs> <laughs> was it really Joe Dante did he direct it? I I figured uh, I I give no time of day to Gremlins 2 because it's so ludicrous. So uh, I I have not learned anything about it. Let me find
1: yeah. Gremlins 2 The New Batch, directed what? by Joe Dante in nineteen ninety.
0: What the fuck? Yeah
1: Joe Dante doesn't have He the must have said that most... as a
0: joke. Uh,
1: I don't know. I mean the <laughs> the movies the movies that he've done he's done, it's not the most impressive. It's the movies that I like. He did Inner Space. Did you ever see Inner Space?
0: No. Is that about
1: inner space of my mind? No, it's about uh <laughs> Um What's his name? Dennis Quaid. Oh no! Gets shrunk, the size of like a molecule, and injected into Martin Short's body. Oh, oh, okay. It was delightful. Like that. That movie made delightful. That movie made me love Dennis Quaid, and it's. I always thought Dennis Quaid was misused and a missed opportunity in Hollywood because he would have been a great like poor man's harrison ford in anything
0: let me tell you about who would agree with you on that your mother <laughs> dennis quaid <laughs> <laughs> do we have any clips of him like ranting into into periscope oh man that guy's really lost his uh, mind no no I'm no, no of randy you're thinking quaid. randy quaid yeah i'm sorry his
1: brother yeah randy quaid is A lunatic crazy so other movies that joe dante did is the howling I, I haven't seen that one apparently that's a pretty good one yeah it's pretty good pretty good movie and small soldiers
2: Ooh, <sighs> oof.
1: that's that's the top the top four on his imdb is interspace gremlins the howling and small soldiers when i see small soldiers i'm like
0: oof that's not a market quality that for w- him the thing about small soldiers it had a really good marketing like the concept was super cool and then, and then, even as a kid, I was like, "Oh, this is this is very bad." He directed several episodes of
1: Hawaii Five O. Oh, okay. The most recent one.
0: Oh. <laughs> oh no! That's poor Joe Dante. Oh, Joe Dante. So
1: when he says he liked the second one best, that makes me wonder if Just he on. actually thought it was
0: better that's like concussion material like you've you've produced a real actual masterpiece and you like the piece of shit better i mean i grew up i
1: i watched gremlins 2 a ton of times so i mean i'm
0: not above liking it it's it's a it's a for what it is it's hilarious yeah but it's not good like gremlins is um i'm
1: trying to see if it was produced by spielberg too um, it was written, yeah, it was executive producer, all the same people. Gremlins, too. Um, it was also written by Christopher Columbus.
0: Yeah. Wow, it was written by Christopher Columbus?
1: It, oh, no, it, characters. That's, that's, oh, okay. All right. It was written by Charles Haas. There's a great, I played the the sketch. The Key and Peele sketch? The Key and Peele sketch. There's a great Key and Peele sketch about the, the uh the studio execs discussing oh no the writers room for gremlins 2 right and they bring, they bring in the punch up artist the script punch up artist and it's uh it's it's
0: very telling yeah it's actually i mean it's a it's a like if you're if you're curious if you want to know about gremlins 2 without having to watch it just watch the <laughs> keying peel sketch about gremlins 2 and you'll get every everything yeah. you need to know 100% it it will educate you up yeah um interesting tidbit about about gremlin gremlins is single-handedly responsible for the name of every ugly and small dog from 1980 named from 1984 (laughs) to 1996 gizmo yeah primarily primarily gizmo gizmo's
1: adorable though he is adorable i would name a really cute dog
0: i said all cute dogs are small so i included that demo yeah but usually it's those ones with the little, the fucked up uh, teeth, you know, where they can't keep the teeth inside their mouth. <laughs> that Probably g- a lot of chihuahuas named Gizmo. Yeah, there's a lot of, uh, like, malty poos and stuff uh-huh. named Gizmo. Um, so, Gremlins is filled with a bunch of Easter eggs. It's filled with a bunch of tropes and a bunch of Easter eggs. Uh, some of the more notable Easter eggs in Gremlins... Now, I'm not going to go through the story... ...of gremlins, necessarily. We can touch on so it. So
1: you you heard the rules of gremlins. Don't get them wet. Don't feed them after midnight. Of course they get wet. Yeah. And of course they're fed after midnight. And don't put them in the light. So what, what happens is... If you get them wet, they start multiplying a bunch of gremlins... Or a bunch of mogwai and or gremlins pop out of, of the back. Of, of, of who, the one you got wet. Of whichever one you get wet. And then if you feed them after midnight... They go from the cute furry Mogwai into the slimy reptilian evil gremlin.
0: Yeah. Creature. What's the matter, Dave? Don't you like to get wet? <laughs> That's from that Dave Chappelle sketch with uh with oh, Wayne yeah. Brady. <laughs> Wayne Brady gonna choke a bit. Um Yeah. Yeah, so if so I felt really ba- I felt really bad for Gizmo when he got wet because you know, then a bunch of little little pop out of his back, mm-hmm. and he looks so sad and and worn out. Like he's like, imagine you produce more of you, uh, just spontaneously within a couple minutes, and then they they pop out of your back. Now you're fucking spent. You know, this is like exhausting because you're basically cloning yourself, mm-hmm. and uh, and they. <laughs> They whore him out in this movie to doing this, and poor little guy he's so cute, yeah, yeah, he
1: just looks so tired, so that's basically all you need to know for the plot. The Gremlins are like just little evil creatures that cause havoc, they're gremlins, just chaotic, evil, yeah creatures,
0: yeah, and uh they're yeah they're they're fun and funny and chaotic and terrible, and so on to the fun. Yeah. So some of the more notable Easter eggs in Gremlins are, uh, so for example, Stripe is the leader of the, ba- of the, of the Gremlins, right? So he's, he's the, the, the big boss Gremlin, and he's got a, of course, he has a white mohawk that's got a stripe down this middle he's a fucking ooh! that's how you know he's bad
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> this is the 80s
0: yeah this is the 80s he he uh, attack in the end in in the ending sequence he attacks billy with a chainsaw and that's an, an, a direct ode to the texas chainsaw massacre it's very very similar um to the way uh, chainsaw ends uh at the start of this movie There's, uh, the movie theater in town is showing two movies, A Boy's Life and Watch the Skies, which were working titles for executive producer Steven Spielberg's E.T. The Extraterrestrial and Close Encounters of the Turd, of the turd turd kind, (laughs) 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 Uh, respectively. So, so there's a lot of like Steven Spielberg Easter eggs in this movie, the, um, the radio host, uh, has a billboard that is written in, um, Indiana Jones font. That's like rockin' Robbie Retardo, Yeah. Uh, and, and, and it's all written in, in Indiana Jones, uh, font. When, so another one is when, uh, oh, rockin' Ricky Rialto. That's his name. Yeah. Uh. The the gremlins where Mickey Mouse ears in this movie. There's a bunch of Disney callbacks, and they watch Snow White. So, and and finally, when Billy, <laughs> what I'm I was just reading head. When Billy, who's played by Zach Galligan, leads uh, Pete, who's played by Corey Feldman, a very young Corey Feldman. Up to his so that he so Billy takes Corey Feldman up to his room to show him the Mogwai, and there's a rolled up movie poster for The Twilight Zone the movie in the background just kind of above the stairs there.
1: So that that scene with Corey Feldman is probably one of my favorite <laughs> scenes in the movie that underlines how 80s it is. Yeah. Or how much movie logic there is. Yeah. Because whenever you have, you know. A magical, mystical creature that no one's have ever seen or heard from before. And you unveil it, and the reactions are, Cool. Oh,
0: wow. What is that? How cute. Not like, Oh my god, what, what the, the fuck? fuck? What the fuck is that, Billy? <laughs> is that... Did you discover that?
1: <laughs> is this an... Did you find this in a crater? Oh my is god. Is this an alien? Is this an a- Now, this brings up an interesting so point. So this is like, in, in the scene, Corey Feldman little cute cuddly cory feldman um pour some water on gizmo and results in all these Uh-oh. mogwai popping out yeah um a la an r popping video <laughs> <laughs> and uh <laughs> and then cory feldman just his character is like huh i got him wet by accident yeah what and then happened and then billy is like, oh my god, this is the most fantastical Can you believe what just happened? And Corey phones like
0: That's pretty great.
1: Yeah, it's it's really neat. I guess if you're into this. No, kind of no, stuff. no, it's really interesting. It's neat. Like he feigns in. Because he's he's like reading interest. his comic book. He's more interested in reading the comic book than the most amazing scientific discovery that's ever happened yeah. on Earth.
0: Yeah, it's it's very
1: strange. It's and like- so like all the all the reactions of, of people and in 80s movies when it's like, you know, half the the town is on fire and Billy comes in and he's like, the gremlins are attacking. And the policemen are like, <laughs> right, gremlins. Right, kid. Get <laughs> out of here. Look out the window. They're driving your car away. Uh-huh. Uh, sure. I'd love to turn would, my head. Yeah. Yeah like I, I'm going to look out the window just cuz you said kid.
0: I make it a point not to turn my head unless I know that I will see something. Yeah, it's uh it's it's goofy. It's extremely uh goofy. It yeah, it it all I have it written down here Gremlin's has it all, including Corey Feldman as Christmas tree number one. oh yeah that's right <laughs> most <the> Christmas tree <laughs> most of Corey Feldman's appearance in this movie is unrecognizable because he is disguised in a almost gilly suit like Christmas tree um, so because he's working for the Christmas tree seller dude downtown and mm-hmm. delivering Christmas trees as a Christmas tree because well, because of Christmas trees. So Gizmo goes home, and eventually all the rules are broken, and we're given the gremlins, and then Billy brings the gremlins to school. Or one of them. He brings, yeah, he brings one of the gremlins to school. Or the mogwai. Yeah, one of the mogwai to school to show his professor. And this is where an interesting trope, uh, an interesting, if extremely predictable, (laughs) trope comes in, which is the black guy dies first. He's the first death <laughs> in the movie. Uh, I, I like, and I never realized that until, until this watching, this, this run through of this movie. So he gives him to his, his professor, who is, who's black. Um, and, uh, and, and the professor's like, oh my God. Like the professor behaves appropriately. He's, like, oh my God, this, what? This is unexplained by science. This is a new thing. And so he starts like running tests and doing blood work and da 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 da. da. And, uh, and then the, that, the, the 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 Mogwai, you know, I think, does he get it? No, he brings him one of the eggs and uh-huh. then the egg hatches. No. And- he brings him one of the little Mogwais. No. Like
1: mean, he shows him, he. He creates one in front of the professor. He drops a yeah. little drop of water on the back of one and then, then he pops also, out a new one.
0: Later, he also does bring a cage with a gremlin egg in it. No. It, yeah, it does. No.
1: He, he The professor has the mogwai and the professor's eating a sandwich and leaves it close to the cage that he has the mogwai in. And then it's after midnight and the gremlin or the mogwai takes a sandwich and eats it after midnight. And so when the professor
0: comes back, it's in its pupil stage, oh yes, yeah, in, in the, the cage. cage, yeah, 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 you're right um yeah, and then, and then one day, uh he's showing a movie to the class and uh and it's about like dissecting things to see their hearts and uh and he and he notices that the cage is empty, the cage containing the gremlin egg is empty, so he he walks over there and and well, long story short he's he's black and he's he's the first person to die, so <laughs> bunch of goofy guaranteed goofy shit just like that right we get to see gremlins killed with a knife a food processor a microwave a sword a sword slash fireplace com- combo combo kind of like um, kind of like using the sword as a golf club to mm-hmm. smack the, the gremlin into the fire uh-huh. we get to see gremlins killed with light a car and more Mm -hmm. so there's tons of goofy gory I like which which one's your favorite one I I have a feeling I know because it's mine I mean the food processor one is pretty great you like the food processor one my my the most scarring one for me as a small child was the microwave yeah microwave's pretty intense yeah it's really intense it's and it's in fact I believe for the, the edited for tv version of 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 Gremlins, that is edited out completely. Um, yeah, and I think the food processor one maybe as well, yeah. which is kind of unfortunate. Yeah. I get it because because the sensors were pretty heavy duty when we were growing up in the '90s.
1: So the the father in this was probably one of my favorite characters. Yeah, there's a couple things like he's a failed inventor, and I feel like one of his unrealized greatest contribution contributions to mankind is an orange juicer that juices unlimited orange. Yeah. A tremendous (laughs) amount of orange. It's like, yeah, this doesn't work how you want it, but it does spew out orange. It does like juice from one orange for about, you know, like 10 minutes. It does. So it does produce, uh, infinite orange juice from a single orange. Right. And then also gremlin blunders yeah. but he was in terms of like cast he was one of the best ones and and looking at the trivia on imdb that actor uh what's his name hoyt what's um it? yeah um, hoyt axton so Man, apparently that is a
0: man's yeah, man's name yeah hoyt
1: axton apparently big mclarch huge he didn't really use any of the script most of his lines were ad-libbed it was it was close to the script But watching it, they're all perfect. All of his lines, all of his delivery was perfect for the defeated inventor or salesman that's, (laughs) when it squeezes the, uh, or shoots the toothpaste from the bathroom thing onto his suit, just the perfect reaction that a salesman it. would have would be like that's not a problem that's it's, not a problem it'll wash right out. just moving well, right fix, on like, in the stream of it anyway yeah <laughs> that's that's tomorrow that, i gotta i gotta fix that tomorrow
0: yeah he's he's really i can't I, I did not know that he improvised a lot of that yeah because yeah i mean dude's a, a fucking pro yeah he's he's a clearly just a seasoned vet yeah. of acting and just it, a perfectly cast for that for that role
1: and it's a pretty small role but it's it's uh really good yeah and
0: and it 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 really rounds out the movie like everything about this movie it just helps to make it a nice package that's easy and fun and a complete thing the Mm. only (laughs) go ahead no go ahead the only thing i have against gremlins is it's about ten minutes too long. it's an hour and like forty eight and eh, you could get I think they dwell on the parts where it's just gremlins
1: like in the in the bar and in the <laughs> house and stuff it's
0: they dwell on it a little too much and it gets a little too cutesy. The bar scene is five solid minutes yeah it does not need to be look there's gremlins smoking now. And now they're smoking more. He's
1: got a little hat. (laughs) He's got a little hat. They're playing pool. Look, they're rowdy. They're rowdy gremlins. Dancing. Now watch it for five minutes. Oh, he smacked
0: her in the ass. So it's like... Yeah, now watch that for five minutes. And
1: Gremlins 2 is... That is the movie. Yeah. (laughs) That's like the whole point of the Gremlins 2 is to show that. Look at at how gremlins act. Look how kooky and,
0: and wacky they are yeah and i and I mean it'd be hard not to fall into that trap uh given the circumstances of of this movie and the technicality uh or the, how okay so let let me get into what exactly what I'm saying here. These are all animatronic puppets these are all mechanical animatronic yeah. puppets, and each one costs thirty to forty thousand dollars i know it's insane.
1: And there's a lot of them. That's astounding. There's an entire movie theater full of
0: them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So think about that. Thirty thirty to forty thousand dollars a pop. A pop. And so you got okay. You, you buy you buy a couple thirty to forty thousand dollar grem, animatronic gremlins. You're going to be like, okay, yeah, we're going to get our, uh, our we're going to get our bang for our buck out of this. <laughs> but if you buy hundreds, uh, or you know, there's At least 15 full-blown gremlin models Mm -hmm. probably around there. And then there's a bunch of simple ones in the movie theater that are that are rigged up to that probably costs decently less. But still probably just have
1: waving their arms
0: in the background or something. Yeah. But still, we're talking about a tremendous amount of money and effort that's gone into not only paying for these things and building them, but programming them and uh and you know making sure that they they act the way you want them to and so i kind of get it it'd be hard not to fall into this kind of gratuitous bar scene that goes on a little long too too long yeah because you got a
1: bunch of unique character designs for each gremlin and each one has to get screen time or else you just wasted thirty thousand dollars yes exactly
0: so i get it i just if you have a gripe (laughs) that that would be mine yeah So, um,
1: yeah, the, the next point is the perfect illustration of the type of movie this is. And this is one of those things that, um, the studio and I think Spielberg wanted to take out of the movie just because it pulls you out of the movie a little bit, which it does, but it's Joe Dante wanted to keep it in because it's basically uh, the thesis statement of the movie, Yeah, which
0: is, okay. The dad in the chimney subplot. I'm assuming that's what you're referring yeah, to. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this is one of my very favorite parts of the movie for a few different reasons. Kate Berringer, uh played by the beautiful Phoebe Cates, is finally, she has a chip on her shoulder about Christmas. Billy's like, hey, don't you love Christmas? While he's walking her home from work one day and she gets icy cold to Billy and she's like, i don't like christmas and why is everybody got a why is christmas so great anyhow and billy's like hey, well I'm this sorry.
1: is this is like after the gremlins are wreaking havoc and she's like great now i have another reason to hate
0: christmas <laughs> and billy's like all right i'll take the bait so what are you talking about yeah. there um phoebe i have Kate? i have the clip here if you want to just yeah, play yeah yeah um yeah do it
3: now i have another reason to hate christmas
2: what are you talking about?
3: The worst thing that ever happened to me was on Christmas. Oh, God. It was so horrible. It was Christmas Eve. I was nine years old. Me and Mom were, were decorating the tree, waiting for Dad to come home from work. A couple hours went by. Dad wasn't home mom called the office no answer Christmas day came and went and still nothing so the police began a search four or five days went by neither one of us could eat or sleep everything was falling apart it was snowing outside the house was freezing so I went I love to try to light up the, night in the fire background. And that's when I noticed the smell. A fireman came and broke through the chimney top. And me and Mom were expecting them to pull out a dead cat or a bird. And instead, they pulled out my father.
0: Out of the chimney.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I had to leave Gizmo in there. Yeah,
0: he makes some weird little mumbly sounds. Um, Did you know the voice of of Gizmo? Howie Mandel. Uh no, it was not. Uh there was a rumor that it was, but it ended up being some other guy, I think. I t- I tell you, um Really? It said it was. Now I got to check. I have heard that and I've also I also uh thought that it was a it was a a rumor. Um There uh so g- getting back to this uh, chimney, <laughs> dad in the chimney subplot, this is one of the best parts of the movie for me, <laughs> for a lot of different reasons, because it it's like a so, like such a tertiary, like separate thing. It's such a color thing it's,
1: of like, yeah. it feels so, it's a non sequitur, it just comes out of the blue. It doesn't add anything but color.
0: Yeah, and... And upon close examination, it gets real fucked up in how dumb it is. (laughs) So days went. So she tells the tale of Christmas Eve, the night her father went missing. Days went by. There's no sign of her father. So at at some point, the house starts getting cold. So she walks over to light a fire. There's days after this. She walks over to light a fire and she notices a smell. And when the fire people come, they, they pull out her dad. Because, because he was trying to surprise her for Christmas and accidentally wedged himself in the fucking chimney. Now, I don't know about you, but if I'm dressing up as Santa, I'm not. And to surprise my little girl, I'm definitely not going anywhere near the chimney. I won't be on the roof at all, in fact. I won't go near my roof. Because my daughter, not on the roof, also, I can't... I know I will get stuck in the chimney. (laughs) A hundred percent. Definitely, definitely. Any person will get stuck in any chimney.
1: And... Can you imagine how terrible a Santa suit would look after coming down a chimney, too? It'd be, like, the scariest thing. It would be some sooty, blackened it would be horrible a horrible person come coming out of your fireplace so
0: much of this story upon just a little bit closer examination falls apart into absolute absurdity what are you doing on the roof when you're trying to surprise your child why are you actually going actually going down a chimney have you seen a chimney why did it take so long to find him? Didn't he yell and scream? You were definitely home on Christmas Eve. He was in the chimney, alive. <laughs> uh, how long does the house go cold before you decide to light a fire? How, how much do you hate your father for being an actual blithering idiot? Like, it, it's. I love this story because it's absolutely insane. It's batshit insane.
1: Yeah, it's like...
0: Totally saccharine
1: and just <laughs> like
0: absurd yeah. and horrible. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Oh, gremlins. Gremlins. Yeah, man. It's uh it really so it's an interesting thing that goes along with gremlins for me because I watch it at Christmas and then I go, Gremlins, and I think lovingly about it. And then and then I kind of sour on it throughout the rest of the year until I reach my full sour at December, and then I watch Gremlins again and I go, "What? Why did? I, what do they have against Gremlins?" So I I don't know. That's uh, I just checked on IMDb.
1: Mm-hmm. Howie Mandel is the voice of Grismo.
0: Oh, okay. I stand corrected. I apologize. Yeah. Let me bow to your let me bow yeah. to your uh, your recollection. Who's the guy from Police Academy who makes oh, the yeah, sound yeah. effects?
1: He does he does a voice too. Um, he does do a voice.
0: Uh,
1: I thought he did Gizmo. I think there's a couple people that do voices for the Gremlins. Um, it has it in the trivia, but I can't find it right now. Okay. Uh, Michael Winslow is the guy. Michael you're Winslow. Of. I knew it was I, I
0: wanted to call him Carl Winslow, but
1: that just well, wow! Would... so Fred Newman, I don't know, Mark Dodson, I don't know, Peter Cullen did a voice for Gremlins. I think he was the voice of Optimus Prime. <laughs> wow. Yeah, he's the voice of Optimus Prime.
0: And he did the voice for Gizmo?
1: For one of the Gremlins. Oh, okay, that makes more sense. Um, also, Bob Bergen, Michael Sheehan... And Bob, I mean, just a bunch of people, but most notable, Michael Winslow, the guy that makes all the sound effects on Police, police Academy, all the police and Academies. Peter Cullen, the voice of Optimus Prime. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you heard it here first, folks, or maybe like third. Uh, so, some interesting facts that I thought were hilarious. Um, uh, if you, if you want a long, if if you Have an itch about Gremlins to scratch? Head on over to the trivia section of IMDb. It is a never-ending list of funny, goofy shit about this movie. An earlier attempt to produce Gremlins in a more cost-effective way than making animatronic (laughs) Gremlins—yeah, this is hilarious. Was to (laughs) was to attempt to have (laughs) monkeys? I would love to see a screen test of this. Play the Gremlins. But that was abandoned <laughs> because the test monkeys panicked when made to wear a gremlin head. <laughs> Can you imagine, Bryce? How much better would this <laughs> would this movie be uh, if there was a bunch of monkeys playing the gremlins? <laughs>
1: yeah it'd be fantastic
0: that would be an alter that would like be that would be the butterfly flapping its wings that changed all of humanity yeah It (laughs) it would be insane i'm just saying yeah another fun fact uh was after watching tim burton's earlier uh short films executive producer steven spielberg considered him first to direct this movie but he decided against it because at the time burton hadn't really done anything other than like a little yeah. short
1: yeah and actually i don't know how how do you think he would have done so his first feature length was edward scissorhands which was fantastic but it was original material how do you think he would have done on a big budget i think we can gremlins movie think for we his can first movie
0: all agree that tim burton started very strong And then um, kind of fizzled from there. Like, not to say that he got bad after Edward Scissorhands. Just, it kind of went down. It was a big boom, and then it kind of went down from there. So, if he had been tapped to do Gremlins, it would not be this very, extremely fond memory, I don't think, that, that we're expressing on this episode of Horror Movie Talk. Yeah, I think it would be a very different movie, but it would be, I think it would be a lot darker and it would probably still be fun, but it would not be what we're talking about at yeah, all, yeah. at all. It'd be a di- very different movie. It's a little too on the nose, even. Man,
1: Tim Burton should just do a Gremlins remake. That would be interesting. Oh God, it would be, it would be so sacrilegious for him to do that at this point. <laughs> I I'd, I'd be interested in seeing his his vision for it. If
0: anybody would have the balls to do it, it'd be it'd be him. Yeah, take and do Willy Wonka dirt like that.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'd rather I'd rather he work on stuff that was actually it, lends itself to like the twisted sensibilities in his lane as yeah. opposed to handling I mean, doll is is pretty, pretty well aligned with Tim Burton. But yeah, the Willy Wonka movie was just
0: not his best work. Yeah. No, another fun fact about gremlins, uh, because the gremlins were, were so exorbitantly expensive. Everybody working on the set, uh, would have to open the trunks of their cars before leaving to make sure they weren't stealing, uh, animatronic gremlins. Uh, this is my this is my favorite fact about Gremlins. This movie, Gremlins, and Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, which uh which this movie was uh competing against uh in the summer of 84 are credited with inspiring the MPAA to create the PG-13 rating. So this movie and another Steven Spielberg movie are single-handedly responsible for the PG-13 rating, which makes total sense because pg-13 is steven spielberg's rating it's shocking that jaws wasn't because it was before pg-13 yeah it was a pg-13 movie it should have been if if pg-13 had existed at the release of jaws it would have been pg-13 and it's the lane that spielberg stays in
1: yeah and 80s and early 90s pg-13 really was a separate thing from from R and PG and now like PG 13 has gotten so fucked out. Pretty tame. Yeah. PG 13 is yeah. Because it's Spielberg's rating. It's so coveted, but it's, it's gotten a lot tamer over time. Like all of the Marvel movies are PG 13 and there's for almost no reason. There's nothing in there. Those could definitely be PG and they are like everyone takes their kids to those things.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The PG-13 rating went from being a necessity because there was no, there was nothing, there there was no transition to to signify this is violent but not, a, a, like, but not yeah. sexual in nature. I can't think of any PG movies,
1: I mean, that come out. Like, who gets a PG rating? It's either a G or a PG-13 or r yeah and if you get a pg um the studio is going to want to like push it up to a pg-13 if you get an r they're going to want to cut it out to get to pg-13 that's
0: a really good point most of the time pg used to be used to be the rating right? right it used to be like disney movies are g and then everything else is pg except for r which is which is r but now pg movies are PG thirteen movies and PG they they're gone. They've gone kind of gone the way of the dodo. Do you have a list of any recent PG um, movies? Um, I guess Incredibles two was PG.
1: I guess there's some animated movies that are PG. Coco, The Greatest Showman was PG. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I guess I guess
0: they're out there, just not anything it's just not it, like it's something no one will talk about because because it doesn't matter. Moana was
1: PG? Wow, what? Yeah, this, this is weird. I guess it's a it's a
0: little more prevalent than I than I realized. Movies that I mean, so Coco, that one deals with death. Yeah. Um so I can see where that's coming from. It's definitely a kids movie though. Yeah. So, okay. Well, Just shows how how in touch we are with the PG rating, but um, anyway, so Gremlins and uh, Indiana Jones and Temple of Doom single handed single handed responsible for uh, the PG rating. Finally, well, no, that's actually pretty much all the fun facts I have uh, that I think are worth talking about for Gremlins. What do you think is the who 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 should who should watch Gremlins?
1: Who would like Gremlin? Everyone.
0: Everyone. It's
1: a Spielberg movie. It is. Everyone will like it. And you might feel, uh, you know, that your hipster cred doesn't doesn't work because you liked a movie by Steven Spielberg. But it's worth seeing. And yeah. And you'll like it. And you'll be engaged. Yeah. You're... And you'll laugh
0: and feel things while you watch it. Yeah, you will feel things. Mm-hmm. For sure. It's a fun movie. Yeah. Anyway. So, that is our review of Gremlins, one of the funnest Christmas movies you can watch. (laughs) And now, let's move on to (laughs) Taglines. Here's Taglines. (laughs) <laughs> did you turn that down before do. the end? I did. I didn't get my my extremely loud scream. So, Taglines is a game that we play uh, where we make up taglines uh, for the movie that are fun, funny, or notable and... <laughs> gremlins was not easy to do that for <laughs> so. some of them are easier than others <laughs> yeah <laughs> and the longer we do I,
1: I don't know it felt like the creativity flowed a lot better early on in the podcast where we're like yeah this is brand new we're excited. Yeah. Got all these creative juices, and now it's every episode. Oh god, damn it! Taglines.
0: I'd be interested to. Well, that's how we feel about it. I'd be interested to know how how the audience feels about taglines because there's a certain amount of cringe that some people enjoy a lot, uh-huh. and I think taglines is a great way right. to deliver that. Yeah, um, to really give people um, to 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 lay down and expose my belly to <laughs> to my critics. Uh-huh. Bring okay. it, Gremlins. One more reason that China, that Chinatown should be avoided.
1: <laughs> gremlins. The most chaotic evil character Christopher Columbus... No. The most chaotic evil Christopher Columbus creation until Kevin McAllister.
0: <laughs> Kevin McAllister is definitely more diabolical than... than Gr- <laughs> Ooh, that's a good... um. Who would win?
1: Yeah, Gremlins are... I mean, definitely Kevin McAllister. Kevin McAllister. You would think so. If Billy... Could defeat the gremlins. Oh
0: yeah, then it's no
1: like, yeah. Kevin McAllister would like nail them to a table and turn a
0: blowtorch on their genitals or yeah, something. He'd crucify all of them. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Gremlins. This fuzzy little creature loves to be pet, but just don't get it wet, and only f- and only when feeding it after midnight. Use protection. okay Okay. so i wrote that yeah let's break this down i wrote that (laughs) (laughs) and then i read and then after reading that i was like i wonder what the actual tagline for gremlins was and one of them was don't get them wet keep them out of bright light and never never feed them out after midnight Mm. so i basically just wrote okay a, a slightly more sexualized version of that okay that works
1: gremlins howie Mandel's best work <laughs> Ouch.
0: <laughs> That's brutal. I actually liked Howie Mendel's stand up stuff early on. I, um, everybody says he's such a mensch, right? Everybody says he's, yeah, he's a nice guy. He's a really great guy. In terms of like watching what
1: he got yeah. famous for, I mean, he's on the realm of he's barely a comedian. It's more like performance artist yeah. stuff that he did. Yeah. But it was. Like, unique, and it was impressive. It's kind of like watching Jim Carrey stand up. It's like, I don't know what I'm watching. Yeah. It's not, it's not actually that funny, but it's really impressive.
0: Yeah. It's, um, yeah. Uh, I'm always interested with those kind of comedians. I'm always interested to know what other comedians think of their craft. Like, are they getting snubbed or are they like, wow, that is impressive? Like, look at fucking Jim Carrey over there. Like, he looks exhausting. Right. And, yeah. but, but damn. Like, that's, there's no denying that talent. Um, gremlins, if you think rules are for chumps, think again. Gremlins,
1: look, they act just like us. <laughs> yeah, they do. That's... Little douchebags. Those are mine.
0: Okay, so
1: there there it is. That's the, the... You didn't use any of the ones I gave you. I'm disappointed. I did. I did. <laughs> I I directly David used them. said that it was really hard to come up with taglines
0: and I, I gave him three examples. He which said was something something Chinatown, something something wet, and something um, something. I said Corey Feldman something something. <laughs> oh yeah yeah you did say Corey Feldman in there yeah I used two of them yeah. Uh, so now we're going to move on to a game that I don't have we don't have an intro for yet. We're going to see how this does and then uh, and then we'll create an intro for it uh, maybe down the road. This is the Rotten Tomatoes game. And the way this works is I pit two horror movies against each other and the thing that I pit against th- them against each other with is their Rotten Tomatoes score. Right? So you got to guess which has the higher critic score. All right?
1: Critic score, not overall
0: score. Not overall. Is this
1: score. the like the it, it is, upper tier critics like the
0: it is it is hang on. The hang on. certified critics or whatever? Yeah. Um it's it's the it's the the score that the movie gets in in Rotten Tomatoes. Um Okay, so the overall score? I believe so. Let me let me let Okay,
1: me. okay, yeah, 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 yeah. The critic score. So there's there's like the critic score and then the audience score,
0: but within the critic score there's like the certified let me like, be, top critics. Let me be very specific. This is the Tato meter score this is not the audience okay Potato meter score right okay so the first two movies that we're pitting against each other and you have to guess which one has a higher rating on rotten tomato is gremlins 2 the new batch versus black christmas a movie that we just reviewed uh, very recently in this christmas Ooh. season gremlins 2 you're saying Gremlins 2 has a higher score. Yeah. No. You are really wrong. You are wrong. Wow. Are they close? They are exceedingly close. Um, Black Christmas has a 71%. It wins with a 71. And Gremlins 2, the new batch, comes with a 69%. What's the... 69. <laughs> what's the fresh... Where does it cross over to fresh? Um, it, I think it crosses over to fresh at, like, 60 okay and then it so they're both fresh and then it's certified fresh at like 85 or 90
1: yeah i think black christmas must get a lot of nostalgia love because when i read stuff from back then it was not well received right at all and even now i mean i read a after we did the our review last week what did you give it
0: like a four yeah
1: like a new york times was doing a review of christmas uh, christmas horror movies mm-hmm. like i think it came out the day but they did a review on black christmas um like a modern person reviewing it okay. and they did not like it ooh it was bad yeah, so yeah
0: it, it's a little surprising it doesn't hold up well over time Yeah,
1: yeah. Gremlins two is not a great movie. It's not that surprising. It's not a (laughs)
0: sixty (laughs) nine. All right. Um, The next, uh, so you got that wrong. Uh, That's that's one box. That's one wrong. All right. Uh, The next two movies we're petting against each other is Silent Night, Deadly Night, a movie that you loved. I gave it a nine out of ten. And. And Dead Night, which is a oh, come on. little indie film. Oh, no. Silent we, Night, Deadly Night. That we have without yet question to release. Don't even. We have yet to release our review on Dead Night. We're going to release it as a bonus episode <laughs> at some point. It's a very bad movie. It's very bad. And it's probably a, a pretty bad podcast episode. <laughs> yeah, it's pro- that's why it's going to be released as a bonus <laughs> yeah. episode.
1: Just, yeah. It was...
0: The third episode we recorded? Second or third, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so you're going with Silent Night, Deadly Night 4. Absolutely. For sure. For, for, sure. Sure. for sure. That's uh, wrong. <laughs> no fucking way. This is the biggest split that we have.
1: No way. No way. That just means whoever, whoever reviewed Dead Night, that was a straight to streaming. So that's
0: just obscure critics they're wrong this is wrong this is this is a great example of why rotten tomatoes you really shouldn't go off of it for you shouldn't use it for for everything yeah
1: so the rotten tomato score just so people understand it if you don't know it's not a one to ten it's not a one to a hundred percent rating it's based on the percentage of positive versus negative reviews right so if the sentiment of the review is mostly negative it gets like you know a minus 1 and then if it's mostly positive it gets a plus 1 or whatever and they just take the average of it or something like that. So
0: like so, it's, so let's get into exactly the score for Silent Night Deadly Night which is one of Bryce's new favorites. That's so crazy. It did terribly. It got a 25% Oh, how yeah. is that possible? Yeah, there's there's well, a lot that's... of people that, they just don't get it, you know? They just don't get it. They don't, yeah. Well, I remember uh,
1: Siskel and Ebert specifically called out this movie as a horrible, horrible influence on society, and the filmmaker should be ashamed. Um, how dare you? That's... Lots of pearl clutching around this
0: movie. Yeah, they didn't, they didn't like um, the way it portrayed women. Dead Knight is a clusterfuck. It is just a hot, hot mess. Yeah, Dead Knight is the new. Dead is, Knight should be like 2%. Is it. Yeah. So, yeah, this is definitely ex- an example of a movie that has not received enough scores <laughs> and therefore is do. And the scores that it did receive, it received because they sent out screeners to people who felt they owed the movie good scores because they got a screener out of right. it. Right. It got a sixty percent. Yeah, I'm very upset about that. And those are fucking wrong because that movie's a strong two, maybe one. Yeah, so Oof. not correct. But you got to know Rotten Tomatoes wow. and how it works if you're gonna if you're gonna play this game. Wow. Okay, our next pairing. Uh, so you're wrong twice now. Our next pairing. <laughs> Is The Killing of a Sacred Deer, another uh, movie that we've already reviewed and have waiting in the wings to be released. So get on watching The Killing of a Sacred Deer. It's worth it, in my opinion. Maybe not in Bryce's opinion. Mm -hmm. Uh, The Killing of a Sacred Deer versus Halloween 2018, the new Halloween. Oh, man, this is hard.
1: Mm -hmm. This is hard for a lot of reasons. Killing of a Sacred Deer is would be a critical darling because mm-hmm. this is an art house mm-hmm. movie mm-hmm. 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 and it's kind of barely a horror movie mm-hmm. and halloween is a remake it's a straight ahead received, slasher movie. received
0: like a motherfucker too people fucking loved halloween oh man i'm gonna say halloween 2018 so close, but you are wrong. No, <laughs> <laughs> one point separating these two. Oh, killing of a sacred deer got eighty percent, and Halloween got seventy nine. Yeah, all right, I which I I found that hard to believe, but the the art houseiness of it, I would have thought would have catapulted it into like the high eighties. You know, if yeah, yeah, all right. So you are wrong. Zero out of three. You're, Holy cow! Yeah, you are wrong three times. Uh, Now you know how it feels. Uh, Our next pairing is Halloween the original versus A Nightmare on Elm Street. So two slashers paired up against each other. Two very classic slashers. Oh, man. This is hard. Mm -hmm. This is hard. Okay.
1: Now, here's here's my thought process. Um, If it's Halloween, Mm. it's because there's a lot of post halloween love like i bet the critics right. at the time probably you
0: got to pl- you got to like apply that was, to nightmare too
1: if it was at the time nightmare would probably get better reviews on like the month of mm-hmm. release mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. than halloween did on the month of release um but over time there's a lot more love for Halloween because it's John
0: Carpenter. It's an auteur film. Why is that? Can you explain that to me? Wes Craven. Like, Wes Craven versus John Carpenter? That's a pretty even match. Yeah, I don't know, man. But you're right. You're definitely right. John Carpenter gets more love. Um,
1: Nightmare on Elm Street. It's a definitely a more entertaining film. Yeah. I'm
0: going to say Halloween. You are right. Yes. By 1%. We're talking 95 versus 94. Nightmare. Yeah,
1: God. and I'm sure at the time it was more like 70 in the 70s for for both of them. For
0: both of them, yeah. Yeah, you're probably at right. At the
1: time for Halloween it was probably like in the
0: teens or something from critics. Yeah, yeah, I would imagine so Being, being, it does not pay to be a groundbreaking artist When your art is ultra disturbing Yeah, yeah Um, Yeah, so And our final matchup uh, I love both of these movies Um, Dead Snow, which is, I believe it's a 2008 You've seen this? I haven't seen it, but I know it Okay, Dead Snow is a 2008, I think, 2008, 2009 zombie movie, zombie Nazi movie, mm-hmm. uh, In and it's subtitled, and it's a fun time, uh, versus Evil Dead 2, Dead by Dawn, my maybe my very favorite, maybe my very favorite horror movie.
1: It's got to be Evil Dead 2. Does it? Because you're trying to second-guess me now.
0: Yes. You are right. Yeah. Hey, you walked away. You started out terrible, and you walked away from this at, you know, pretty, I mean, not not good, good. Right. <laughs> but respectable. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, Evil Dead 2, Dead by Dawn, 98%. That first one makes me mad. What? Dead Night versus Silent Night, Deadly Night. Oh, yeah. It That should. is insane. You should you should go on. That was the second one. You should go on to Rotten Tomatoes and take a look at that. Take a look at Dead Night on Rotten Tomatoes. It's, it's very clearly just people who are like, oh, thank you for sending. Barbara Crampton's in this movie. Thank you for sending us a screener. We're going to give you a good. We will not do that. We proved it on Spiral because we got a screener <laughs> for that. And we were both like, um... Poor Joe Clark. Journalistic integrity is important to us. He was so nice to us. He was. Yeah, he was. The director of Spiral was a super nice guy, Joe Clark. He sent us a screener, and we really appreciate it, but it was not a good movie.
1: Yeah, I like horror movies, and I even like bad horror movies, but to me, I don't don't really like a lot of independent, you know, student-type work. So I almost wonder if we kind of nipped it in the bud to where, if you're like a film student that's making a horror movie that really wants it on the circuit and wants reviews from anywhere, if you come to our site and see our review of Spiral, you'll be like,
0: eh, maybe I no, won't ask that. that's wrong. Wrong. Because we actually got an offer for a screener yesterday. Really? And I accepted it um, for <laughs> cam- for Camp Death 3 in 2D. So, uh, okay. So we're going to be checking that out. All right. To the best of our abilities um and giving a brutally honest review of it. <laughs> uh, so um so yeah, you got 2. You got 2 out of 5, which is is respectable enough. Um so that is our episode of Horror Movie Talk. What? And- <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening to the show. Uh it's it's Christmas time. Merry Christmas to you. Go out, have have a drink, watch a horror movie and uh and listen to the pod and and share the pod with your friends. Uh check us out at horrormovietalk.com and um you know, click through our link on Amazon to do your Christmas shopping if you haven't already. You really should have. You're really late and you should have a lot of anxiety over that use our link to do your shopping on Amazon. Thank you. Uh please and thank you. Also, check out shutter s h u d d e r. Shutter is a horror movie and show streaming platform and you can watch all kinds of exclusives. Mandy's on there. We have a review of Mandy in the Wings, so check it check it out with our code at checkout is h horror m movie t talk at checkout that gets you a 30 day free trial of shutter the streaming platform so it's for hmt not yeah.
1: not all those words right but... it's
0: hmt at checkout yeah. <laughs> sorry about that and yeah and merry christmas to you and thank you so much we appreciate you thank you Bye. merry christmas merry christmas